4: Blog Talk Radio.
5: I
3: am having dishes. Play in my house.
5: Say it, radio. I'm Miss Sandy, and it's Friday. It is 9/11. Remember 9/11? The planes crashed into the towers 19 years ago. Celebrating life every day. This is going to be a great, awesome show. Y'all are having some technical dis- difficulties starting my intro
6: music in
7: Here
6: we go. Keep yeah. All right. it. A'ight. Tell me your mind just said, yeah, play the song of plan, yeah, speaking on the world, speaking on the topic, Y'all better not be no Should know how we rocking. If you got any statements Then you better leave a comment Just say it Just say it say it Just 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 say it say it Just say it Just say it
5: Friday 9/11/2020 and and as I was saying y'all yeah, before I was having my issues with my little intro music you know it's a it's a somber time somber year you know 2020 has been I I just can't even there is no name for this but on the positive side All of us that are still here listening and got the opportunity to wake up this day and face this day, and that is a blessing. We're just going to remember 19 years ago when our country faced that tragic incident, horrible, planes crashing into the towers, people losing their lives, families, babies. It's just, it's just, It hit me as soon as I woke up this morning. You guys are not familiar with Say It Radio. Say It Radio is a platform where we speak very candidly, authentically about what's going on with you, your truths, your experiences, your opinions, for the simple fact our world, our country, is not made up of the same type of people. We all think differently, We, we move differently, We process information differently. And in order for us to really reach real solutions, we got to learn to start having the conversations, those hard conversations that pisses us off sometimes. But if we sit down and start to learn to receive and understand someone else's perspective point of view, not that you have to agree with it. That's not the premise. It's to help maybe look at things from a different perspective other than your own. This show is gonna be so it's an awesome. Show, goddamn it, it's gonna be so awesome. First, I want to send a little shout out to Miss TB, one of our co-hosts. She is not doing well, so let's keep her in our prayers. And. We're going to talk about the show. We have some beautiful, lovely women who are breast cancer survivors. And they wrote a book actually called 12 Shades of Breast Cancer. Our story, our way. And I've been following, I have her name Lakeisha Roth-McGee. And she's one of the co authors authors of this book. And I have been following her on Facebook forever. We went to high school together, and she's very candid, very open about her journey and everything she's going through. And now that this book is out, these other co-authors have been telling their stories and it's so compelling. And we are going to get to know, I believe not all of them are here today, but we're going to get to know the ones that are here. So I'm going to be unmuting people so everybody can get acclimated and let our listeners, you know, know a little background story about you and your journey. If you want to call in and chime into this discussion, please do so by calling in at 646-668-2574. Or if y'all just want to listen, y'all can do that. Please listen. We so appreciate our organic listeners. Um, go in and tune in at um, www d dash our h o u r network dot com you can listen to this show or any other show we have on our network at any time and yeah you know, we just we're gonna get this ball rolling we' are gonna start with lakeisha yeah. could you give us a our listeners a background about your journey i mean I could talk from my perspective but I'm gonna shut up and <sighs> go ahead, girl. Don't sound
1: so excited, Sandy. <laughs> hey, 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 y'all. Um hey. Patricia McGee, Sandy, thank you for having us on here today. Um we have you know, we, we wrote this book because we feel that it's important to share our journeys and not only share our journeys, but we want to open the eyes of more African-American women because it seems as if we have really been hit lately with breast cancer. Every time I turn around, someone else is being diagnosed with breast cancer, and age has not been a factor. Age has been from 20 up to 60, so the age hasn't been a factor. So we, as women, said, you know what, we need to share our stories, and not only women; we have a male in our book as well. But we yeah, said, as survivors, ahead. we need to tell, we need to tell our story, and we need to try to um, inspire women and men. If men feel like they, you know, may fit uh, the diagnosis or having problems, that you know, you need to go to the doctor. You need to get checked out. So often we don't do it. We put everything else um, before us as a a mother, as a a woman striving to, you know, do amazing things. We we don't always check on ourselves, so that's why we're here. That's why we're we're telling our stories because we want people to be aware. I can
5: hear like some feedback. Can you hear that? Right. Anybody that is, um, if you're not speaking, I you just. Could you please put your your phone on mute? Be um, on mute. And I have some questions. I wanna I want everyone to answer and tell their personal stories. So, Keisha, I'm gonna start with you. You know, as uh, you know, we went well. We went to high school, and uh, you know, with social media, how you get reconnected with people you haven't seen in forever, and and the glimpse I got. Cause you remember, I remember seeing her in the hallways in high school, and just and everything, and just to see how beautiful she is today and, and and then get a glimpse of your story and stuff, some of the things you've shared on your personal Facebook page. Of, could you walk us down that story of when you were diagnosed and what was, when you got that, I, you know, just, I can't even imagine getting that, that um, I can't even receive those no words. And even was receiving the <laughs> words, yeah. and as you me- you mentioned, and you know, as as mothers, sometimes we're always there for someone, you know, other people. And now, you know, how did that hit you? Then, how did that affect your family, your kids? And what are you doing to keep your sanity am- am- amongst everything else? Share those cheat codes, um, and that's the same thing I want from the rest of the ladies, please.
1: So, um. I found out um november seventh, twenty eighteen and um I I, I honestly Sandy I, I kinda knew because I was having um my my nipples were bleeding, one of my nipples, and I had these lumps in my breast that honestly I, I remember having vividly in like twenty fifteen, even though I was getting my mammograms um every year like I was supposed to and they were coming back clean, quote unquote. Um, this lump was still there, so I did a little research on my own, and it said, "Hey, either you're nursing mom, which I was so over that, um, or you have an infection, or you have breast cancer. The infection or breast cancer. Either way, it said that I was going to have to have some type of treatment and surgery. So I was kind of prepared for something. Um, so it was the summer. I was in Chicago. You know, I live in LA now." And um, I used to come home for the summers in Chicago, and I was like, oh, I'm going to have to wait until after summertime shy <laughs> before I can go to the doctor. I'm just being honest, before I can go and get checked out because, you know, I was home, and in the summertime in Chicago, you know, it's the best. you have having to bowl. Yeah, I hate
5: when you do that. Um, yeah.
8: So
1: I, I put it off is what I'm getting to is that I kept putting it off and putting it off, and I believe if I would have went to the doctor sooner, my breast cancer would not have spread because by the time I went to the doctor and by the time I had the biopsy, I had three lumps in my breast. So it had um, began to spread throughout the whole breast. So um, once I got home, I did indeed make those appointments. I went to the doctor. Um, they said, hey, we need to send you to an oncologist. We need to do a biopsy, et cetera, et cetera. Biopsy came back. It said it was positive. You know, I had breast cancer. They did diagnose me with one thing, and then it came back to be more serious than what they said initially. And, um, you know, the rest was kind of history. They, you know, it came, and they wanted to keep going um, rapidly. Once you get diagnosed with breast cancer, it's a rapid process. It's like, bam, 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 we want to do this, we want to do that. And um, I had to slow it down for a minute. Um, I was diagnosed in November. They wanted to do surgery like, in December, and I was like, no, nah, I need a little more time for a, a couple of reasons, and I wound up having surgery in January where I had a double mastectomy, um, and I started reconstruction in February, and I started chemo in March, and uh, chemo, as you'll hear the rest of the ladies say, it is a bitch, and that is, that's the best way to put it, like, it is no joke. Um, it is not your friend. It is not nice. It comes, it it, it it don't play no games. It comes to do what it's supposed to do, and that's destroy all of the cells in your body, good, bad, healthy, it's to kill all of them, and that's exactly what it does. So to be on this end today and to be healthy um, and to be able to talk about this and to look back on that journey and have bonded and made some great friends and now have completed a book and started a nonprofit and still kept my sanity, still was able to be a mom, even in the midst of being extremely sick, um, still kept my faith, still smiled, still did all of these things. I'm grateful. I'm humbled.
5: (laughs) Um, Yeah. That is, I'm just, I'm in just awe. And I'm, you know, you guys go to, you go to our uh, Say radio, you guys go to uh, Cassandra Sanders, my personal uh, website. I mean, yeah, oh, gosh, I'm so speechless. Uh, Facebook, Desangela am I pronouncing your name correctly? Yes, you are Deshonda. Desangela oh, you tell you something, absolutely beautiful, beautiful. I'm looking at your picture, y'all. And then the picture that she has that we posted in our promo, she's strictly all balls. just I mean, the other is beautiful. My question Thank I you. have oh just my question I have to you hey, a when did you get diagnosed, and how did you get past your ah! moment and to be able to you know. Do what you're doing right now, or uh, um does that moment come and go and how do how do you well, how do you do it what is well you know? my
8: initial um i got diagnosed in the official diagnosis was november uh twenty third of twenty sixteen um I found the lump myself in october and You know, you automatically think lump, you think breast cancer. You'd be like, but I'm too young. You know, I was 38 at the time. I was 39. Mm -hmm. I just turned 39, and I was like, you know, I haven't even had my mammogram. I recently had a daughter. She was a year old. And I was in total freak-out mode. Like, I literally cried every day. Like, every time I would go to a doctor's appointment, I would get another You know, they would confirm something, I would cry. (laughs) They would say something else, I would cry. And it just got to a point where it was like, I want to be here for her. So I had recently lost like 60 pounds from, you know, being pregnant. So, you know, I was ready to get my swerve on. I was like, yeah, you know, my husband was, you know, eyeing me from the corner on a regular basis and I was ready. And unlike Keisha, she's right. They want to rapidly push you through this process. And I was like, I'm for it because they were going to do surgery um, in December. And I was like, bet, I'm going to get it. I'm going to get some breast. (laughs) So I'm going to come out looking like a milk going in, you know, 2017. And Mm -hmm. it didn't happen that way. It didn't happen that way. You know, I got really alarming news, like the day before my surgery And it really changed the trajectory of how I moved. And I realized you have to be an advocate for yourself in all things that you do in terms of medicine because they want to go the route that they're familiar with. But sometimes you have to know in your spirit what God tells you to do and how he tells you to manage it or navigate it. And you have to be comfortable with every decision you make. So my constant was my family. And I really walked by faith, you know, I, I understand what that meant. And I, I understood and understand what that meant and means to walk by faith and not by sight because everything I was seeing was like, why did you make this decision? Why are you delaying it? You know, and it it just wasn't in my spirit to do anything different. But today, you know, I'm here and I'm like, well, God, look, I held you to everything you said you were
5: and you, sh- you didn't disappoint. Mm-hmm. wow that's awesome you know I'm, I'm thinking we're gonna um I'm gonna get with you uh Keisha to get your information we're gonna put it on our website and so that way that's another um channel that people can you know get your book and learn more about your stories and let me ask you One thing I've got several things in common, but the whole delay thing I'm a weight and I don't understand You know, I'm a African-american I'm black and these are black women and sometimes I feel like with our race We always want to put our health on the back burner. I'm a weight. I'm a weight Looking back. Is that something you said that it was in your spirit just to hold off is that something you still would have decision you would have made
8: absolutely so here's my here here's my dilemma so I'm the one in the book who i I found out the day before my surgery I was pregnant so they told me that I had two choices: the first choice was I terminate and start treatment or I delay treatment and keep my pregnancy and to me, there was no decision there was <laughs> there was no decision for me. You know, everything Mm -hmm. that me and my husband went through with infertility for seven years, I have the first kid. And then when I got diagnosed, I was like, well, I guess we won't have a second. And to know that God gave me this baby, the only God was going to have to take me and this baby because I wasn't going to do it. But I felt so selfish because I had a child there that needed me. And so that was pretty much my quandary. And most of the story, I, you know, I talk a lot about the dilemmas and the dichotomy of, just all of the ebbs and flows of, I mean, total, you talk about total freak out. I mean, I really wanted it to be one of those things where I said, mom, tell me what to do. You know, tell me cool. what to do so I don't have to shoulder if something goes the wrong way. Mm-hmm. And it
5: just doesn't work out that way. So
8: otherwise I wouldn't have delayed it.
5: Man, self-reflection is real. Kenya. Hmm. How are you? You, I, 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 I'm just. If I feel like I'm, I'm stuttering. I'm just. I'm reflecting on all the stories and replaying really things back and back and forth. If listeners, if you do want to chime in and join the conversation, please do so by calling at six four six 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 eight two five seven four. We're about to hear Kenya, and get a glimpse into the woman she is and. I want to hear about who you were before this diagnosis and and how it transformed you. Good, bad, and different. Just that, you know, that, that space. What does that feel like?
9: Um, when I got my diagnosis, um it was in um December of 2018. Um uh, when my doctor told me, I felt like a football that had been deflated. Um, I was numb. I was staring at the wall. I heard my doctor talking. My sister's talking to me, but I was in another world. And um, for me, I had previously been in the house for over a year because I was um, being treated PTSD, so I was afraid to leave the house. So for me, that was like a a double whammy because I went from being diagnosed with PTSD uh, one year and prior to that year having the West Nile virus and being in the hospital, couldn't walk, had to walk all over again, had a balloon put in my head. So it's like I went from One to another. So for me, it was very traumatic. Because it's like, like God, how do you take me from this to this and then you take me away from here? So I really didn't know how to dialogue all that. I, I was confused. I was all over the place. So when I left the clinic, I just sat in my car, and my sister then was like, Nicky, Nick, Nicky. And I hear them, but I don't hear them. And I'm I'm just like, how do I go from all these different steps, and then you take me with cancer? There's no way that I can go through all this, and you do this to me. So I, I went through seeing my grandmother go through cancer, and it took her from October of 2012 to February 25th to 2013. So it took her in a four-month span. So I'm thinking in my mind, like, oh, my God, is it going to do me like that? So I was I was really messed up. Um, in seven years, I have been on a whirlwind. When I say a whirlwind, a whirlwind. Um, before then I was kidnapped and kept for two days and for those two days they kept me for ransom money. Don't know who it was, but that is what drove me into the PTSD. So my life has been a roller coaster. This is like, a damn lifetime
5: uh, movie. This is a blockbuster film. I, I mean, this, oh my God. <laughs>
9: Yeah, it's like that. My life has been on a cruise ship with literally no destination. So it's like that, uh, you know. It's it's like I'm a baby trying to walk all over again. It's like you know, where do you start? <laughs> I, I, you know, I I don't know. I'm I'm still in the PTS mode. I'm still in the depression mode. I'm still worried about is the cancer gone. Um, I'm going through this with my oncologist, fighting back and forth with him. So it's like I, I just I just don't know. You know, y'all have to pray for me I I I'm not doing good. I'm not doing good at all. You know, um I, I just don't know. I don't know. You know,
5: what prayers are definitely going up and I gotta say this, you know, and I'm a Sandy, everyone listening either right now or you going to listen later on, the moment you feel like you want to wallow in your damn pity and feel sorry for your damn self, I'm going to need y'all to listen to every damn woman on this damn show. Please. And not to say what you're going through is not important and it's not it's it is not vital because it is, but just know there are people that are going through war and they still coming up. And also, as can you, can you sharing your story, I, 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 I'm in loss for words. The moment I feel like I want to bitch and complain about anything, I to, I'm gonna shut the fuck up. I'm gonna shut the fuck up because this is like, it's a gut punch. Even though we and you know, we last we lost Chadwick, um, Bosman, uh. And he was going through cancer, colon cancer the whole time. And I'm saying it's hopefully you, when you say <laughs> pray for you, I'm praying. And it, and that that man memorized scripts and performed stuff while he was going through cancer. I don't know where y'all get the strength from. I don't know. But you got it and I and I believe that God does not put on us what he does not think we can handle and I know sometimes it's like you a lie I don't want this you take it from me I'm not even as young. No, I that's right I never asked to be <laughs> superwoman get the <laughs> ass off the test I don't want the damn case <laughs> <laughs> mediocre
8: looking good Jesus <laughs> <laughs> cause
9: it ain't making sense to me I don't want the job <sighs>
5: But pray, I, oh, I, oh, I'm i so praying. Y'all, this is, but you guys been telling the story, and it's so open, and even though you don't even know what the next, well, shit, we don't know what the next hour, next minute's going to be, but you guys are here right now, and giving us a glimpse, not even telling the whole story, but just a glimpse of what you guys have been going through individually, okay. yet on top of we ain't talk about the families or relationships. We ain't talk about no sex. We ain't talk about the finances. We ain't talk about nothing. This just this, this part. We gon' sa. Now we have Cheryl, we have Cheryl on, right? No, Cheryl's not no. on. Cheryl's not on. We have
1: Free Free and we have Shanette.
5: Yes, we have Shanette. Shanette, I want to get a glimpse of your story. I want you to tell us a glimpse of who you are. And, you know, again, you have this journey. What's it looking like for you? Um,
8: for me, my my journey for breast cancer started in October of 2012. I was this 33 at the time. Um, I went in thinking I was going to have cyst removed because I knew I had these lumps in my breast in my breast, yeah. and I had went in a couple of years prior to that, and I was told um, it was just cyst. But me being, not being 30 yet, they didn't want to do an ultra, I mean, they didn't want to do a mammogram, they just did an ultrasound, and by me not knowing much about breast cancer, I didn't push for it. I figured I was young, it wasn't in my family, so what would make me think of cancer, you know, at all? And fast forward to a couple of years later, the lump had, the lump had became even larger, and the same thing, I went to my primary physician, and she's like, oh, it's just a cyst, and I would drain it, but I don't have time, so I'm going to send you over to outpatient. Um. Yeah, a couple of days later, well, actually, I'm glad I, I – supposed to have an appointment to go, but didn't make it because I'm not on time for anything. But luckily, I'm glad I didn't make it because my friends and I left for Jamaica, like, within the next couple of days. So I get back, and I plan – The appointment with the outpatient surgery to have the cyst drained, and I took off my shirt, and she just looked at me, and she's like, "That's not a cyst." So I was immediately sent down for all of these tests for a biopsy, a mammogram, an ultrasound—pretty much all in one day. I went alone because I was thinking that, you know, I was just going in to have a cyst drained. It was—it was a basic procedure. And then pretty much walked out hearing, oh, well, it's a suspicious mass. um, We're not sure what it is. We need to send in these tests. So I remember calling my mom when I was there because I was so distraught and I just couldn't comprehend or understand what was going on. And she came and we talked to the doctor a little more, and um, they couldn't confirm it at the time, but after a few days everything was confirmed that, It was cancer, but not only was it cancer, it was stage four. So from the beginning, I was never early stage. My cancer started off as stage four. It had already spread it beyond the breast. It had spread it to my lymph nodes, my liver, and my spine. So everything um, moved pretty quickly. They wanted to do surgery right away. Well, you know, I, I switched oncologists because I had to find someone that made me feel comfortable. And it, when in the beginning, when I went to all my appointments, I had pretty much my team with me because I couldn't comprehend anything. I couldn't think straight. I didn't know up from down. So I had them with me to kind of take notes and help me go through a lot of stuff. And I had two young boys at home. And, you know, I'm a single parent, so I just had to through. In the beginning, I didn't want to talk to anyone. I went through this darkness because I had to deal with my own emotions and figure things out. And I found myself in this dark place, like not knowing anything and feeling as though I was being punished. Like I had done something so horrible mm-hmm. in life and this was my punishment for what I had did. So I remember calling people, apologizing for I don't know what because I I thought that would just make it better. That would make it a bad dream and make everything go away. Your karma, you trying to do that karma so, thing? Exactly, that's exactly what I thought it was. So mm-hmm. you know, it's been um, it's been almost eight years for me. It'll be eight years in October with the stage oh. four diagnosis. But with that the stage four diagnosis, the um, the per you know the survival rate they give you is three to five years, and here I am now at eight years. So people can't tell me like life is bad or this or that because I know from what I've been through.
7: Mm-hmm. You,
8: compared to what I've been through, like nothing is to me nothing can be worse. Nothing can be worse, and here I am thinking I wouldn't live past thirty five thinking I wouldn't see my oldest son graduate high school, go on prom, go away to school, thinking I wouldn't see any milestones. So when I think back to all of that, I just get really happy and I've learned my intent and purpose for pretty much everything that we go through in life.
5: How do you handle like when you see people, even your kids or something, they feel like they're complaining or or do they? Or do they not complain around you? I'm like, and that's something I want to ask you guys, because sometimes, you know, um, you know, our kids and our, you know, our loved ones. I don't know nothing about marriage, you know, or anything like that, our husbands. But, you know, they go through their, their grieving parts too. They probably don't communicate it as much because they know their mom or their daughter or sisters really taking it in. So I can't complain to her because. You know she gonna cuss me out because I ain't going through nothing, really. So how how you you handle that?
8: My friends and actually, my friends and family they they kind of lean on each other. When I was diagnosed, and I remember I told one friend, and I let my mom tell the family, and they leaned on each other for their own support because they knew I had a lot going on. They knew I didn't really understand a lot, and they knew. I'm the type of person, whereas I'm sure a lot of people are. I have to process everything before I was able to talk to anyone about anything. So what I would do is I would maybe send out a group text amongst family or friends and say, "Here, this is what's going on," and they would use that information and communicate amongst themselves. Now, when I was open to talking, then I would, you know, make sure I just informed everyone of of what was going on. But for the for the most part, they supported each other and they still do. My friends tell me now, you just don't know how much we called each other and we cried and we prayed for you because we didn't know what to say to you. Mm -hmm. So in a sense, they became stronger by watching me go through what I went through.
5: Mm -hmm. We have freedom. Wow. uh, Y'all, I'm yeah, y'all, I'm, I'm stuttering because this is like I feel like I'm in a surreal, a really surreal space right now. I'm Miss Sandy. You want to try, you know, call in join the conversation? Just call in, 646-668-2574. We are talking to the co-authors of 12 Shades of Breast Cancer, Our Stories, Our Way. And they've been giving us a glimpse of of them and their journey from... The moment before, during the first diagnosis, and how they're maintaining and happening to even be here, and I'm so grateful that you guys took the time to come on the show. Uh, Freedom, could you tell us a glimpse of the, about you and what that looks like and what that feels like right now?
3: Um, me, I was diagnosed twice. Breast right. cancer. You- He said twice. I said, ooh. Oh, God, Yeah, Yeah, 35, and uh, when I went at 35, I was a hypochondriac. So I actually went to the ER for a migraine and asked the doctor for a mammogram. And he looked at me like I had lost my mind. And he's like, you're 35 (laughs) years old, you're you're healthy, and uh, all your vitals are good. So you could, at 40, you can come back and get a mammogram. I'm like, no, I, I want you to schedule me for one. It was just my gut instinct was telling me something. I did the breast exam. I had no lumps, but something wasn't right. And I finally convinced him to schedule me for a mammogram. And it was a few months later, and lo and behold, I did have breast cancer. I get a call under private. The doctor like, I'm so sorry I didn't listen to you. So I, I encourage women to be an advocate for your health. Um, he was asking me mm-hmm. if my mom or my grandmother had it, and I said no. So he, like, you have no history, so you don't need to test. But I told him I had aunts who had breast cancer, and that's what made him give me um, a mammogram. When I got the call, uh, the doctor was nervous, and she told me, have cancer. I'm like, okay, so what you going to do about it? I don't know what attitude I had back then. So I'm trying to encourage, I'm like, it's going to be okay. <laughs> it's going to be okay. Um, that first time that's when it me. Uh, I'm like, I'm going to do this. I can take, I can do this. And I went to a support group and that was fine. What hit me was the second time. I passed a 10 year mark. That 11th mm-hmm. year, I found a lump under my arm. The same side that I had it. And an infant. Let me they have somebody deal with their
5: phone. I'm sorry. Yeah. Freedom. I uh-huh. background noise. Go ahead.
3: Okay. Um, the cancer had come back on the same side. So that hit me. That time I cried. Because I'm like, okay, I passed the 10 year mark, the 11 year mark. I have nothing. that hit me with a ton of bricks. And then they told me I would have to go through chemo. And I always associate chemo with death for some reason. Um, but I used to see the people with the bald head. I had just grew my locks from the first time I was diagnosed. I had locks for 11 years. Like you're gonna lose your hair. And um, I thought it was- I had four rounds of chemo. The third one, I thought I was gonna die. I was in the bathroom and spilled my feet. I had crawled from the bathroom to another room to call my sister to tell her to come back to the house. She only been gone for 10 minutes, up around the corner. And I, I, I wasn't that much. It was extreme. The chemo turned my tongue brown, I mean black. I was 10 shades darker. My feet were cracked. And I used to get shots to increase the blood, um, the red blood cells and white blood cells. I cried mm-hmm. every single day and told the doctors not to give me any more shots. I cannot do this anymore. Uh, it, it you wanted to give up? What was, I, it, what I, was I, it about? I I, I I wanted to give up. I, I really did. I, was, um, I lived in L.A., and my family lived in Chicago and Arkansas. So my sister came. She took off work for three months, and my mom took off for one month. And it's, there's too much going back and forth. So they wanted me to um, come with them. I'm like, no, I can do this. I can do this until I couldn't do it no more. So I moved with them when I couldn't do it anymore in January. In February, my 29-year-old daughter was diagnosed with breast cancer. So
7: oh, Jesus.
3: Um oh, and prior to that, I mean, my, my younger sister was diagnosed. So um, me, my mom, and my sister, and my daughter had got tested for the BRCA gene. All of us have the BRCA can. And um, while I'm having my parents take care of me through my treatment, I'm trying to help my daughter she just diagnosed. So it, it it was like a ton of brits hit me. I'm going through radiation one day. The next week, we am going through surgery. It's like we're alternating, me and my daughter. And this, this was last year. So um, I'm holding up with, oh, I had a surgery called uh, a latissimus dorsi flap. So they took a full shape of my back and made it as a breastplate because it shows you they the breast tissue, the at, since it came back on the same side and removed everything. So I get my chest on my, uh, my back on my chest. <laughs> I'm still struggling through aches and pains, but I'm here. Um, I'm here. i taking it. Can't take life with me. Like, I know this is off topic, but I was last week, a man was killed outside my window. So it's like, dang. Oh, wow. Um, so I don't take anything. You can be here one second and gone the next. So.
5: Oh my God. And
3: you know, and I, it's, like, it's an acronym for love of it. I Try to cherish every every moment of it. So I, I'm grateful and I'm blessed to be here.
1: So Sandy, do you see why Sandy? Can you hear? Her?
5: Can you hear it, Sandy? Yes, I see why. I see a lot. I see a lot. I, you, yeah, You see I, I why see a lot. Like,
1: it I'm was kidding. so important for mm-hmm. us to tell these stories? because, and, and I'm even telling them, like, hold up, don't tell everything.
9: Wait, because there's
1: so much more um, with this journey. Let me,
5: there's so much more. The journey that you guys are going through, it's it, it, y'all going to be writing books and telling stories. Y'all going to get movie deals forever because you haven't even tapped in. I mean, y'all gave us glimpses. I call these glimpses. Uh, a, a brief description of who you were before, uh, when you were diagnosed, how to take care the stuff you're going through right now. This is only about the health issue. We ain't talking about the mental. We ain't talking about the heart. We ain't talking about the like friendships. We talk about sex. We don't even talk about those other aspects of bills, this job. This, 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 how do you mm, think
9: absolutely. it and still look fabulous yeah. y'all and dude? That is like what?
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. You know
5: those are, those are These are chapters and books Y'all have yet to write Because that whole relationship those of Y'all that are married or Ooh. not For saying you it, You know that relationship is going to take a whole lot of damn work Because he's another It's another emotional being You have to try to yeah. coincide And live with
4: Yeah.
0: That's a whole mm-hmm.
5: other book it truly is, and and you haven't even
1: you haven't heard Tanya's story yet.
5: Tanya, girl, y'all, hi, say where are you? <laughs> Yes, girl. Ooh. Don't mind me. Don't mind me. Oh, well, please, give us your glimpse.
10: Yeah. Well, yeah, so my my story. Um, I I was working, and I just so happened to um, 2011. I just so happened to I was working part time and when I um they, I lost my job, so my benefits were ending at the end of July. So you know I'm like oh my god I have a a, a small child. I'm like let me go get all our, all our uh, go to the doctor's let's go to the dentist let's get all these. I was 41 let's go let me get a mammogram like my first mammogram. So I'm making all of these appointments because I knew that my benefits would be ending, and so mm-hmm. I went. To the doctor, and I, you know, went and got my mammy, my first mammogram, forty-one years old, and so I go in, and you know, I'm just thinking I'm just doing a regular routine, something I think I'm supposed to do, and so I go in, I get my mammogram, and I think everything's fine. I get a call back from the doctor's office, and they're like, "Oh, we need you to come back and get um, an ultrasound." So in my mind, I'm like, "Oh, okay, well, this is just routine. It's, I'm not going to worry about it." I'm okay. I'm going to be okay in my mind. I had to psych myself up to make sure. I'm okay. I always try to think positive. And then Mm -hmm. they called me back again and asked me to have a biopsy. So I'm still trying to stay positive. I'm still, oh, I'm going to be okay. I remember the day sitting in my um, family room, sitting on the couch watching TV, and I get this phone call, and they tell me that I have stage zero DCIS breast cancer and I just sat there on the phone because the way that the doctor told me was so insensitive I just I mean it's like she was just like oh yeah you just have DCIS breast cancer stage zero and I'm sitting there like what did she say you know this is my very first mammogram not that was the last thing that I thought and so I'm sitting there for about an hour just I'm trying to I'm trying to go online trying to figure out what does this mean you know, I didn't know what it meant, and I, I sat there. I didn't tell anybody for about a week, so I dealt with this for, by myself. I mean, I cried. I boo-hooed. I, 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 I didn't know what to think. I didn't know how to feel because I didn't want to tell my family until I understood it myself, and I remember, um, and this was 2011, October 2nd, when I finally got um, the diagnosis, and on September 6th, which was my mother's birthday, I knew my family was going to get together. So that's when I kind of told my family. And so as I started going through the, um, to the, going back to the doctor, and they, of course, like, like all the other ladies said, they want you to immediately, you know, you have to immediately, you need to make arrangements now. And by my daughter being in third grade, she had standard-ass tests. So I was like, oh, my God, I can't do this yet. And I also wanted to do some type of uh, holistic approaches to, to it. My family wasn't happy about it, but I had to do what I wanted to do with my journey. And that's one of the things that all the ladies talk about, doing it their way. You know, I didn't let the doctors dictate what I did. I didn't let my family dictate how I wanted to do it. I didn't let anybody dictate how I wanted to do it. I did it the way I needed to do it because I felt like if I did try the all-natural way, that
1: we have a lot of background noise.
5: Uh-huh. Please of background mute your notices. phones,
1: ladies. Mute your phones.
5: Please mute your phones. And I'm, I don't want to mute. I don't know all, you know, everybody's number and I just want to be. I want to keep in control. Yeah. Unmute yourself when you're, when you're not talking, but if, you know, when you're talking if you're not talking, meet yourself. i with that. Yeah, so
7: um.
9: Oh, uh, I know, I apologize Can you hear me? I'm
7: sorry Okay Okay
5: Can you hear me okay? We have technical difficulties At that moment Yeah Yeah but we're gonna go through, you know, we're gonna go ahead and carry through this echo or no echo because this is what life is about. It's important for you to get your message out there so it can be received. And and all those those negative diagnoses, this answer, and how you're still standing. And one thing you're saying is that you have to follow you your heart, not what the yes. doctors tell yes. you, not what yes. your family tells you. You Sometimes you have to mute everybody. And I mm-hmm. I, I refer that talking to God is really, I need to receive yes. what God, and I'm trying to be preacher, preacher to anybody yes. at, ever, but when to me, when you have to mute everybody, that's because you are really trying to put yourself in the line to hear what God is trying to tell you.
10: Oh, yes, yes. Absolutely. Um, absolutely. That was that was definitely a part of it. Um, I think, you know, I didn't really understand. I, I'm a daddy's girl, and I didn't really understand. I think it really affected my dad more than anybody um, to see me going through that. And so when I decided to do the holistic approach, like I said, I got diagnosed um, in October 2nd was the, the day, and um, I did not have my surgery until April of the following year. Uh, my doctor wanted me to. You, know, want you need to hurry up. Yeah, you yeah, need to hurry up wrong?
5: and. I got that long because thing. Wait, you know, I, I'm gonna you tell you why. Those, well, I'm gonna go kick in Chicago. Oh, you know what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna yeah.
10: do this. No, well, you know I what I did? I, I, I did the holistic. I did the holistic approach first. I did a lot of things. I have an aunt who um is into the holistic thing, and I reached out to her and I talked to her and I did the. I did the, the the hot baths, and I did all the all natural foods, and I did um, uh, I just was on juices and things like that. And then at the same time, because I had a young child who was going into was in third grade, and third grade in Chicago, when you were in Chicago public schools, that's a benchmark grade, and and I and I, I needed to wait until my daughter, because I knew that at the t- I knew that there would be a lot of things that I wouldn't be able to do. So I had to wait until my, I wanted to, like I said, I had to do it my way. I know I waited a while, but nothing changed, you know. So when I did it in April, my daughter took her standardized test, and I told my doctor, hey, this is what I'm going to do. I know that this is what you want me to do, but this is how I'm doing it. And if, and, if, and I actually don't think I ever would have had the surgery if it wasn't for my daughter. But I decided to go ahead and do that. But I waited until my daughter took her test, and so that she could be there when I had my surgery because that was important to her, and that was important to me. You know, because that was important. So I, that's when I decided to do it. I had to have a mastectomy on my left left breast, which was, um, you know, that that in itself was an experience. You know, you have these tubes hanging out, this liquid, and I had a, one of my good one of my best friends who came in. I couldn't even drain the tubes. I mean she actually did that for me. I had and I think one of the most important things was just my support system. They were amazing. There you couldn't make a bed, you couldn't wash a dish, you couldn't you couldn't do anything. You couldn't do anything for elite well for me for 6 weeks. You know, I didn't have to have chemo, I didn't have to have radiation. And that's the one thing, that people's diagnosis could be the same, but their treatments are so very different. So although I didn't have to have the chemo or radiation, I did have to have a mastectomy, and I went through reconstruction. And that was devastating. You know, people don't understand what you go through. And I don't think anybody could ever understand, unless you have gone through this, I don't think anybody could understand how you feel. And as a woman, people have to understand your breasts don't define you. You know, you are still who you are. But until Keisha came to me about doing the book, I really wasn't even really ready to share my story. And that had been a while. I didn't, I didn't feel like I wanted – I didn't want people to pity me. I didn't want people to look at me differently. I didn't, I didn't want that. So it was a lot of people who didn't know until I started sharing. And I thank Keisha for that because when she talked to me, I was like, you know what, I think it's time. And I thanked her for bringing that opportunity to me because I think it was time for me to share, but I was one of those people who I didn't talk about it a lot. I didn't share. I didn't, I, I just didn't want, I wasn't ready. And it took me a long time to be ready to share my story and to share that journey that I went through. And so it was difficult for me. I mean, even, even today, you know, the scars are still there. So every day is a reminder. Every day is a reminder of what we go through. It's not one day, I'm sure, that any of the women on this call or any of the women in the book or any woman in the world goes through something like that and does not have a constant reminder of I lived. You know, it's it's a lot.
5: I have a request for you guys, and I'm just going to plant this seed with you guys, because I'm looking, I'm going through, I'm looking at your pictures, you guys all look very beautiful, and even when Keisha, she looks beautiful, even when she's in the hospital, she's on live and everything like that, and uh, could you guys start a group, a a private, I want to say private group, where people, women and I guess, you know, men also have experienced breast cancer, but right now I'm really talking about women, and to have be a real, true outlet to to fucking scream, you know what I'm saying, just Thank to, you. you know what I'm saying, not that, you know, oh, I'm pretty, I'm whole, I'm this and that, because sometimes you like, pray for me. You know, I'm... Sandy, well, to answer,
2: that to answer kind of your thing. question,
1: to answer your question, um, I actually just created a group on the um, on Facebook, um, on the nonprofit website because I, I was starting one based off of our book. And in that group, mm-hmm. people can come and they can, you know, they can talk and they can do whatever. So I will make sure that you get the links. I literally just did this today. I haven't even added the women yet, so I'll be adding them.
5: To the group first, but yes, we created that. Yeah, I, I really, I really, because I'm really a big about that. This is the whole reason why I created Say it Radio because, you know, I found myself, I'm at work, I really can't speak my mind, I can't really be candid like I know I can. Um, I can't, I have to bottle up because you can't, I can't really say that because, you know, their feelings might be hurt because you can't say that shit. You can't, you know, you have to look a certain way because, you know, you might offend some people or you better be grateful because of this or, you know, everybody needs an outlet. And I and I get a, you know, and you get so much information, you got doctors telling you, you got things, you got family telling you this, you got pastors telling you this, and when you all, you really want to tell everybody to shut the fuck up. Damn it. And, you, and But that outlet, you know, and you like, there has to be that outlet. And sometimes you may not, you guys are blessed to have family and friends that can hold you down where you can have that, that I, as I said that ah! moment and some people don't. Some people don't. They don't have no one to help them take them to to chemo. They gotta and that my them.
8: that was a, I'm sorry. That's that's what hurt me the most. I mean I had an outpouring. I mean I had a tribe and to be honest, even though I had the tribe, I didn't talk to them. I kinda created my own thing by telling my story on Instagram. You know, I am a very open book, but I was so quiet. And I was like, you know, I don't need people to, you know, and like she said, pity me. But I did get to a point where it was like, it's not about pity. How many black women are going through this in silence and people don't understand? And guys, like, you talk a lot. Why are you trying to be quiet and shy now? And so I started telling my stories. I wrote a blog. I talk about the dichotomy of my day-to-day. I talk about being a cussing Christian because I cuss talking to because I'm like, this is fucked up. Like, I, don't, I don't know why you want me to make this decision. You know, <laughs> like why you would pressure me into this? Like, and, and it's, it's I, I, I don't mean to be irreverent. I respect who he is, but it was just one of those things that I had to be candid because cancer is about toxicity to your body. And that meant people mm-hmm. around you add toxicity to your body and to your life. And that shit had to go. So, if you know, those are things that's a clearing. And as I talked it out, that's how I cleared. Because I can't internalize. Because internalizing things really do physically make my, break my body down. But, you know, mm-hmm. I, um, I wasn't ready to be in a group. You know, it All was right. just people reaching out to me to say, hey, mm-hmm. I got diagnosed. And I'm like, all right, well, I'm going to walk with you through it. And I have two girlfriends that today, when anybody hits us up, we walk with them through the process. You know, we chat with them. We call. We laugh. We're irreverent. You know, we call like, yeah, I got the shit today. But like, mm, I told you get that TP, girl. <laughs> you know? so mm-hmm. like, Nobody understands that walk except for the people cool. walking through it. And I'd be damned if anybody tells me how to navigate it. That's the one thing you, you learn you don't have a right to tell me shit. Yeah.
5: Right. I received that. And I received yeah. that, respect that, that. that was powerful. Yeah. And then even mm-hmm. with that that strong that strong family group that family friends group that you had. Um, you know, many people don't have that. And I'm I'm like a, having a vision for this private group where women that maybe don't have that or feel like they can't mm-hmm. talk to their, their, their circle that, you know, take trips, you know, somehow kind of navigate and try to make a life outside of this whole COVID thing that's going on and take trips together. And sometimes some of the best, best people you meet are strangers, you know, like you get along more, so I you could probably argue so much with your damn family and you meet brand new people and it was like, wow, you know, so, you know, I believe, you know, right, wrong and different, everything happens for a reason. And yep, y'all, y'all stories are powerful. I'm over here speechless, and I just just uh, we got more calls calling in, and and callers. I'm going to try to give, you know to you so you can you know add your your oh, wisdom, your knowledge, your questions to this conversation. Someone was saying something. What was what was being said? Uh, Oh y'all yeah, quiet now. Y'all yeah.
10: quiet now. Quiet. <laughs> uh, you, you know, Sandy, I tried to do a blog. I tried to do a blog, and I got through about three videos, and my friends and my family couldn't take it. I mean, it called. I, so I stopped. I wanted to blog my oh, journey. Oh my god! And, and I had to stop. I had. I did no, three. You don't I did three. You don't have
5: to stop. It's not going to be did, a it lot was too of stuff. Your I know You're it pro- was too much. It was too Why much was
0: for
10: them.
5: Much? And, I no, mean, they would call right me, here. they were crying, they right were now, calling
9: right
5: me. Listen, I'm going I'm to ask mean, you that question one more time. Why was it too much?
10: Because they were so used to me being the Don't strong person. That right there, they, them. And that, they I, I know, it, I know, it, but it, it was, was too much for saying,
5: them. I don't want to listen to my doctors. I'm not listening to my family. I, this is me. This is my story. We got one life, yeah. and I'll be damned. You don't tell me to shut the fuck up because I'm not done. And if you can't, you're tell, right. You, can't, you, can, you, can, you, can <laughs> you are
9: right. You are right. It. But you
5: know what? You guys got a story to tell. You said in y'all yeah. book, y'all said our stories are. Don't you you <laughs> dumb yourself down because they can't make it. Oh they dear, look. I'm not You you me.
8: know what it is? But you it don't made stop me being that person. Yeah, you don't stop being that it person. Made me yeah. You you almost had to go out and when you were doing it to create like a, a, a pseudonym, like, you know, some a trick name or something mm-hmm. so you at least just get it out. But yeah, they 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 were one of the that's why with family going through this process, you that's why I didn't talk to them. Honestly, like mm. a lot of the stuff I talked to, God gave me who I needed on the journey, and he mm. gave me two people that literally I can call, and I could say, I don't fucking feel like being here. I don't mm. feel like doing it mm. And they're like, oh, you just be grateful. You think of what God has done for you. Shut the hell up. Mm. Shut the hell up. <laughs> All of the way, hell up. And you I do think I, I had that. I didn't know that. <laughs> oh, you didn't?
10: It, I don't think I don't think it's there was anybody funny. I wanted to talk to about everything about how I was feeling and what you know how at the time I don't think I had anybody that oh I I think I went through most of it by myself I had people who kept my spirits up I had people who supported me I had people who were there but I I didn't I didn't have anybody that I wanted to wallow in my shit in I didn't. I didn't. I didn't want to feel. I didn't want to feel that vulnerable at the time. I didn't want to. And I think that because of that, I, I think that later down the line. I mean, I could. I could cry right now every time I talk about it. I mean, so it's. It's still like the first day. It's still like it's brand new every day. So, Sandy, I talk about for, it's still so brand new. For myself, right. Sandy,
1: um, I feel like I didn't really give myself enough chance to kind of, um, grieve or whatever about it. I mean, I was too busy still trying to do stuff. I was too busy yeah. trying to write a book, too busy trying to start a non-profit, too busy. trying. You know what I'm saying? I just couldn't sit still, but that's who I am. I'm too busy trying to finish my dissertation. Too busy- I just couldn't just sit. I-, I had to go through it and still move at the same time. Um, by the grace of God, I've had a very amazing support system. I've had people that I don't even know to support me. So I know it was nothing but God, but he kept me so well. Yes, there were plenty of days that I felt like crap there was, but I still would get on Facebook smiling and, and telling my story and still saying thank you, God, and thank you to all of those who were supporting me. And it was it was authentic. It was not fake. It was very authentic. Um. Some kind of way he just gave me the strength to keep going, to keep moving forward, to keep pushing through it, just plowing my way through and inspiring other people along the way. That wasn't my plan, but that was his will. So, you know, this journey is definitely different for everybody, but everybody has a role and um, some kind of way we get through it.
8: Cause that's a fact. Cause the bitch was tired. I wasn't doing I shit for my process for a strong two years. Uh, <laughs> I look at Keisha.
1: I was like, "You sure? You <laughs> yeah. I ain't got look, it. Yes,
10: yes. Look, between the drugs keeping
1: me from sleeping, I was like, you know what? I could be doing something. I could be making this happen. So in the process, I look. I got my LLC together. I got my profits
4: together. I got,
1: I'm like, why waste time? You know what I'm saying? I, I mean, why waste time? I'm going to
5: come up out you of know, this thing ready I'm
1: to be back. Say okay, again? Yeah. Because, let, let me say this. Thing. I don't, I don't, like,
5: here's the reality. Just take one thing away from being on Say It Radio, and I love that y'all are on, is that don't y'all shut the fuck up. Do not minimize yourself. Yeah. Do not, yeah. don't, don't. Person. And, and even if you know people, say, I don't want to hear that. You need to be grateful. If you piss, if you, my, let me this brief little story. A friend of mine had a car accident, fell off a bridge, and um, and he said the moment he knew he was still alive is when he felt pain in his legs. He started feeling <laughs> so pain, and um, the the the. Feelings you feel, the pain, the emotions, the good, the bad. That is the indication that you are still alive. The moment you stop feeling anything, pain, um, happiness, anything, you are walking fucking corpse. So if you are upset, then you say that shit because that that upsetness is, is it's gonna it's a brief moment. But acknowledge it, express that, and I bet you, you connect with so many people that are in that space at that moment. And then be like, you talking to me. You don't even know me. How do you know my story? now I don't know your story. I'm just telling
1: mine. <laughs> <laughs> <But> <laughs> you also be surprised at how many people you inspire. I'm yeah. telling you, exactly. you that. But there are so many other people like, mm-hmm. oh, my God, you have gave me a whole new renewal on life. It's yeah.
5: crazy. Right. And even if you got someone that says, you know, ooh, I've done doing this, I've done this, what you do? I use a bath and took my ass to the couch. Girl, that's
9: right. That's what I'm talking about. Girl.
5: Ooh. There you go. Small blessing. Blessing, <laughs> blessing, blessing. blessing. This is Say Radio. Right I'm Miss Sandy. Y'all, we gotta, we gonna put that book on the website and put those links up. Um, there's gonna be, uh, you know, I guess I'm hoping the pro, the group is gonna be a private group where we're, you know, a lot of women can come and really vent because I, I really believe you gotta, you know, get you gotta speak that real voice especially in this day and time, you know, we got so much crazy shit going on in our, in our country with the COVID and the elections coming up. And it isn't surreal. We got babies. We, they, they're not even going to school right now. The parents are stressed out, so they got to teach them at home. Realize I don't like my kid like that. What are you talking about? But you know,
7: <laughs> <laughs> That's real. <laughs> <laughs>
5: Ooh, that's real. listen to cool. a throwback real quick Anita Baker fairy tales because you know what well, we thought it was a fairy tale but still, we got hit with yeah. the reality real quick yeah. Everybody knows that. That was the gut punch of reality back when we were little. We've been talking to the co authors of 12 Shades of Breast Cancer and our story, Our Way. We've been talking to a few of them, Not all of them were able to make it tonight. But their stories, their life, a glimpse into their, their world, their mind, their heart, their frustration. I have been, I have been, I'm been just speechless. Uh, my co-host TB, Miss TB, she's not feeling good right now. I saw Solo chime in. We have a a male, he's a Caucasian white white man that we have so much respect for. He's chimed in. Uh, he called in a few times. I wasn't able to get to him. And I know he just has heard the stories of these women. And usually when he has nothing to say, he, he'll he bow out. So I'm thinking that's what he did. Um, we have, we got, well, like 16 minutes left in the show. If you do want to chime in and and contribute to the conversation, please do so. 646-668-2574. The seeds I want to plant um, with the ladies here and for the listeners Doctors, friends, family, you will often find that you are going to have to mute people and follow a different energy or follow a different voice. I feel that good voice is God. And sometimes the voice and is not going to make sense. Um, and you want, you got things on your heart, your mind, you want to talk, speak that shit, talk about it. The blog the video blogs. And even if your friends and family, oh, I don't understand you, that don't make no sense. Girl, don't say that. They're gonna think you crazy. You on there with your hair looking crazy. Don't say that like you no, no. You you be you. You be you. And oftentimes you're gonna find the people that you are really gonna connect with, you ain't gonna know. They gonna you're not gonna know. Because you're telling your story. And it's like, they think you're talking about me, but you're to baby me. And like, like case said earlier, you tell your story, and you're healing yourself through your, your venting, your outlet. But you're healing so many other people too. That's the powerful thing. I see solo, solo. Ah, when you're able to hear the women speak. Their journeys, or a glimpse of their journeys, um, today. I want to see if you can share what you thought of what you know, what you heard. Were you happened to hear? What do you think?
11: Yeah, I mean, I was on for the whole damn the whole stick of them talking. I mean, damn. Don't have been through a lot of shit. i was trying to figure mm-hmm. out who the hell put the voodoo on them. God damn. <laughs>
1: No. <laughs> for real. well i, I say the voodoo, I would honestly say that it was just meant for us to go through this journey so that we can help some other people. you know what I'm saying. Somebody has to be the harriet Tubman somebody has to so that has to be us. We're the ones to move to the you know to help people move to the next journey. I mean, the next level in this journey, that's all. So I okay. tell you what, you y'all, y'all, y'all
11: ladies damn playing. sure got the role and like, well, played the shit out of that.
0: <laughs>
8: well, thank you.
11: Yeah. I appreciate it. You can it. say thank you for that. I don't know. I, I sound fucked up even saying some shit, but damn, man, y'all. <laughs> what?
8: Yeah, man. You know, I like yeah. irreverence, so it's honest. You know, it is what it is. I, I, I would prefer not to have to go through this shit, but I don't
11: believe we go through the things uh, that we go I through bet to you keep would. To I feel like sending you like right. a stuffed animal or some shit. I don't even know what was going on <laughs> in my head right now. I don't heard that shit. <laughs>
1: I don't feel like we. Dang. any of us would have chosen this if it, if mm. it was a choice that we would have had. Right. But because we didn't have a choice, we went through it the best way we could. As we said, we did it right. our way. And now that we're on the other side, we just want to be mm-hmm. a help to somebody else that's going through it. Because we know how effed up it is. You know what I'm saying? Yes. So mm-hmm. it, it wasn't
11: our And men get it too. And get it too. Yeah, well I salute you too. ladies though for for the way that y'all handled the situation, you know, and the fact that you guys are even talking about it openly like this, you uh, you know what I'm saying, with the type of confidence that you have in your voice now, you know, on the back end of it, um, I think that's great. You know what I'm saying? Um I don't me personally, even being a man, I, I don't know how I would have took, you know, stuff something like that. You know what I'm saying? And nobody can really speak about it if they haven't you know what I'm saying? Went through something like that. But that, uh, that, just the hearing about all that, it's, it's crazy. You know what I'm saying? Because everybody, you know, everybody goes through shit in their life and all that, though. But, you know, there's always somebody that has it a little worse off than what you had it. You know what I'm saying? And, and when, you, when you come in contact with some shit like that, you, you better respect it. You better respect it. And, and that's it. You know the saying? problem. That shit real. That,
1: that's the problem that men don't talk about it. And, yes, there's only right. 2 to 3% of men that do... Um, get diagnosed with breast cancer but guess what those 2 or 3% are not telling their story it's it's right. almost it's embarrassing for them and hell I know that because when I was diagnosed at first I think I went through a period of embarrassment and I'm a woman mm-hmm. so I can only imagine what a male would feel like being diagnosed right. with breast cancer and we do have a guy in our story um, in our right. book and um, <laughs> yeah yeah it's interesting yeah
11: okay. Yeah. I'm glad you guys made it out all that bro. Like for real though, because that's, yeah, that's 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 yeah. that's a lot of shit, man. I mean, you guys. Uh, I I was so damn quiet on this one. I was listening for like a whole damn hour. I, I was over here just like, man. I know I, I know I heard, I heard I know I heard the little white bitch on the thing say unmuted, but I was like, shit. I don't want to got whole, I don't wanna just jump in this shit right here. And just I was like, man. You
7: gotta read the book. Yeah. You gotta get the so book. Learn, I'm a bookworm, baby. I'm gonna have to get yeah. that.
11: I'm a bookworm. But i I know I sound ignorant, but I'm a bookworm. No,
10: I like to read, so but I'm no. Listen, once book you start reading, it's for you to be able to help others. For you to be able to know yes. if you have, you know, a friend, yes. you have a family member, you have a loved one, somebody you care about, to be able to know how they feel, to know what they think, and to be able to help them better. That's what it's all Why about. Ain't gonna lie.
11: I ain't going to lie, though. I think my grandfather had his titty cut off when I was younger. Though. I seen this shit or whatever. It freaked me out. But I didn't know exactly what it was <laughs> from. Way. I think they said uh, he had breast cancer, but I don't really remember. He's passed on now, though. But he did have a titty cut off. I don't know what happened. It was very so ugly. I didn't want to see it again. But you, I didn't know what happened.
1: But that means that you should get huh? a checkup. Because if your grandfather had yeah. it, you potentially yeah. could have the BRCA mm-hmm. gene or something. So you might want to oh, get a checkup. yes. Yeah. Well, I'm, yes. I'm going to be
11: honest with you, though. Uh, I, I'd rather be as surprised as everybody else about it. I don't like to go looking for trouble. Oh, God. <laughs> I don't want to go looking for trouble. You don't want trouble
10: to find you, so you need to go to no, make no, sure. No, I don't want to
11: find me. I don't want to go looking for him. I'm going to let him come to me you on my part. I don't, okay. oh, I don't want to go I don't want to do that. Oh, my
0: God. Oh, my God. Am I allowed? No, no all he right. so you're going to let him for you. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay.
1: The thing, Sandy and can tell you I'm the, a
11: hot mess, you know what I'm
1: saying? I don't mean no harm. Listen, that's, that's what we're trying to educate people on is you yeah. don't want it to come looking for you because when it comes looking for you, sometimes it's too
10: late. Too late.
1: We don't want it to be yeah. too late, you know what I'm saying? It's, it's yeah. You want it to be where you can get the treatment because most of these forms of breast cancers are treatable if detected early enough. Mm-hmm. So that's why we're doing this. That's why we're talking about this because we want you, we don't want it to find you. We want you to go and check and make sure to find, find it if
11: it. yeah, it's there. Yes. Mm-hmm. I appreciate that, Um but, uh, no. <laughs> I haven't been
7: to the doctor since I was 13. Oh, bro. So, you so you do know fine.
11: that's one it's of the
10: problems. You, you, you do need, need go. to go. I, you definitely we need, need to be advocates for their health. You have
1: to be oh, I think you movie. heard me, though. I, I, I ain't had to go to
11: the doctor since I was like a young teenager, though. That means my body's okay. I haven't 13, had to go yet. 13, 13. But we're planning to see that you get your checkup in
5: 2020. Yeah. You get a checkup, you I have don't to have to get no health
11: concerns and all that. I don't got none of that.
5: You don't know that
11: you don't. You don't okay. know. No, I'm, you, saying, you, you I'm have... saying I don't got no health insurance. I don't got no doctor. Okay. I don't got none of that. Only thing I did was went to the okay. emergency room when it got bad. If you
5: don't have health insurance, I'm gonna share this with you guys. Go to Blue Cross Blue Shield Community. That is based oh. it is based off your income, but it's across the country. Find your state. Mm-hmm. Answer the questions. They'll give you a list of doctors. You can at least get your annual. You understand what I'm saying? You get your annual. I just had my mammogram and everything was done. And unfortunately, yep. I had to go tell my doctors because I had a partial hysterectomy in 2016, and they'll say you don't need a Pap smear. And I'm like, well, what am I gonna do? You? Yeah, you need a Pap smear. Mm-hmm. And I told, I'm like, I'm not leaving you to see you a Pap smear. So unfortunately, we have to we have to coach these doctors on what to do.
10: Advocate for our health. Advocate for your Absolutely.
11: health. Absolutely. I ain't yeah. going to lie, Sandy. Um, last time I went in for a yearly thing, though, right, I was I was like an early teenager or whatever, and I had, excuse how I'm going to phrase this, but this is real life. Last time I did that, I had this ugly fat bitch touching all over my genitals, and I got to tell you, I ain't kept it. Oh. What, did you break out? <laughs> did they didn't want did did to do did did too you, much sir, extra stuff. Did you break yeah. out for something? No, this I don't know what it was for. They talking about this a whole yearly checkup. check. they and then next thing you know, I had Godzilla fondling me. You know what I am saying? I'm like oh, shit. Oh,
5: so you. I oh, wanted want
11: to go out to and the the tell system, my mama. Look, system, 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 something happening system, now. <laughs>
5: check- okay, but you well, you grown I am. Man.
11: You're
5: a grown man. You and you've lost. You look. You dropped pounds, put on muscle. You know, you just a whole new. You ended the twenty twenty with a bang.
11: So. Oh yeah, man, I meant to tell you that I've dropped one hundred and five pounds. In a year and a half, I'm 105 pounds down now. Yeah, I'm in the 100-pound club now, just saying. That's
8: beautiful. Yeah. That's
11: beautiful. I love it. I love and it. And i free. Yeah, sober now.
8: As I, as I sit my mind, don't judge
5: me.
11: Oh, yeah, we know hey. you sipping over there. See, you talking to these strong, beautiful ladies over here, and then you over there sipping that shit. You, you see what I'm saying? You out of line right now, I'm just
8: saying. I am saying. I support it. I support it. <laughs> 100%. You know I'm playing well,
11: man. I be, I be playing well all the time, man. I'm, you know, somebody. Oh, I believe it. I'm, I'm trying saying, to break the mold I, up I in here because you ladies hit so hard. I'm like, damn, I, I was like, I was y'all, and somebody had to call in and be ignorant one time, damn, y'all, y'all was hitting me, I was like, damn, man.
8: It's not about not being a sad thing. What it is is we understand that people go through things, and and most people internalize that and go through it by themselves. Our our purpose here is to let you know you're not alone. There's at least twelve people out here that know what the hell you've been through, and if you want to reach out, you know, in the book I gave my information. I'm on social media. I will stop what I'm doing to help because I just don't want anybody to ever have to walk this journey by themselves and I can do what I can. I may not be able to physically be there because I do have my own obligations, but I will do what I can to make sure you don't have one day that you feel like you don't have somebody to talk to. Right.
11: That's beautiful, man. Like really, I really do commend you. Okay.
5: I'm gonna go work on getting uh, the link set up on our website so they can also go to our website and, and get the book from you guys. And the link will direct you know to your web page as well. Um, so we can just you know get your 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 pictures and stuff up on the website. It's gonna be it's gonna be awesome. So where can they find you on Facebook? Where can they find that outlet group? So maybe they can just really Ooh, bent about shit. <laughs> <laughs> Um, well,
1: I'm, I'll give you our, um, our nonprofit website because you'll go on there and you'll see all of the authors on there, and you'll be able to mm-hmm. connect with all of them on there. Um, so it's um, on Instagram is heal underscore her two, on Twitter is heal underscore her two, on Facebook it's the heal her two foundation. The name of our book is Twelve Shades of Breast Cancer. Um, all of the authors are on there each week. I highlight an author, so you'll you'll be able to catch all of their information if you just go to our
5: website. Heal her Too foundation. You'll see all of the authors on there, every last one. Heal her Too. Now, what about the man, the male, the one man you guys have on there? Is he um, his story and everything, and Hear her Too and him?
11: <laughs> I didn't that
5: is. <laughs> didn't <laughs> <laughs>
11: Thank you, Sandy. I, I'm sorry. I was thinking about it, but I didn't want to say it. I didn't want to be out of line. Oh, so, uh, uh, what? So you know, say I,
5: that you know again? I I I said we gonna maybe heal her too and him with the S. You know, it, it, I'm so glad you guys are taking this journey, and I'm so glad you guys have gotten the strength to um, be willing to tell your truth. You know, and as you said, each story may have similarities, but it's not the same. And sometimes it's so hard to want to vent and because you may feel people that, you know, you sound ungrateful. You sound like you're complaining. You sound, but that may be your space in this moment. That means that may be your space in that moment. The thing is you own that moment. This is where I'm at today at this moment. And that doesn't mean that you're going to be there forever. It's not. And it's, you know, to put on a mask in the front. When's the last time y'all went to the mailbox or y'all sat in front of the TV and said, best performance in this academy for best bullshitter? And when she was really unhappy is when did you get that award? When did y'all get that award? Did you get a direct deposit for that best performance? I'm waiting. No, no. So we got one life, and and that you know, and I, I feel that this this show, and knowing what Chad um Bosman went through, and he, he didn't complete. Like I don't even know how he did it. I like I look at that. as like superhuman. I don't understand that, but it just it does. It's a motivator. It it puts things in perspective. But you still need an outlet. You still need to. Acknowledge whatever feelings you're feeling, right, wrong, or indifferent. Um, And then, you know, hopefully have strong strong people around you to support you through it. And sometimes those that strong people may not be family and friends. That's all I'm going to say. The the one thing
8: about that, in, in terms of you saying that he had, you know, people are strong. When you have no other choices, you just do. That's really what it's about. Mm -hmm. When you don't have options, you do. You can stop. But for the most part, the world doesn't stop shifting. Mortgage doesn't stop having to be due. Your kids don't stop asking you for shit. So you do. And so people call it strength. I call it continuing to live. As long as you breathe, you're going to have to bust a move.
7: Right. Oh, really? oh, He
8: made the most out of what time He had and he said I wanted To leave a mark in a certain way And you can do it that way or you can just Spend all of your time with your family and just Invest in that because that's what really Matters but what cancer will tell you Is what the hell matters to you in your life That it will do it will wake Your ass right on that
5: Right Right Wow that is, uh, like, I ain't never been this damn speechless. I really haven't. I just, I, you know, um, I'm looking Riddle. forward to somebody you to co-sign like that. You ain't got to quickly co-sign. Oh, like okay. <laughs> 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 but as I <laughs> said, that that book, uh, Twelve Shades of Breast Cancer. I, I, there's so many stories I believe you guys have that you have yet to experience, and you know even. You know, venturing out, doing the love, doing the sex, doing the traveling, just doing the frustrations, whatever that's gonna look like. Um, and I pray that's beautiful and it's everything that you always ever wanted. You know, and I and I get you know from the whole uh, relationship aspect. I think it was, it was one, yeah, a, a few of you guys are married in here. I actually I don't even understand that and I don't know what. That looks like I know it looks like a lot of work, um, but I'm I'm praying right now that we meet that that one that is it's just that yin and yang, and it's 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 where you're weak he's strong, and where you're, you know, you don't get what I'm saying. It's just that unnecessary drama. We should not bring unnecessary drama into our life when life presents itself with its own fucking drama that we have to go through. That's my opinion. I'm planting seeds. You could totally disagree with everything I just said. Me, me. But well, if you want to um, leave any lasting or kind of, you know, planting seeds you want our listeners to kind of reflect on as we end out this show because we have, you know, less. Left- 30 minutes. Don't have things too hard. Um, Uh, Sandy, I want to say,
1: Sandy? Yeah. Hey, it's LaKeisha. I just want to say thank you again for having us on um, today. And, you know, with all the laughs and all the jokes, we really, really want to impress for real on people that you need to take your health serious and get those checkups. I know we don't want to face things or go looking for things, but it's better to be informed so that the treatment, once again, treatment options are available for early detection. So we really want to impress upon people, get those screenings, go get checkups, that's male and female. We want to impress on people, make sure that if for some reason you get a diagnosis that's not favorable, have an amazing support system, and as you keep telling us, don't take shit, don't stress yourself out, enjoy your life, enjoy the process, seriously, because... You only get one life, as you say it. You only get one.
7: Amen.
1: Mm-hmm. So thank mm-hmm.
8: you. Thank you so much.
9: I'm just thank, you thank you Bella.
8: Yeah. Thank you so My much. I'm actually is live your life in your own terms. You know, I think uh, having shifted, and I think we have so many expectations of what our life is to look like. You know, we have these preconceived notions of what your marriage looks like. We have these preconceived notions of what your friendships and relationships, how you should work, when you should retire. If you
1: feel like that shit is wrong, then feel like on your terms. You know, you'll be rear and a lot of the stress that you feel.
8: It allows you to make different decisions. You'll navigate life a little differently. Your your perspective will change. Um, there's a freedom in it. And I think if I if I didn't learn anything the way that I am different now is that I don't try to subscribe to things that I thought were right. Like when, you know, for my mom, mm. she's still alive, thank God, she'll say, you know, well, could you know. Could you say that one more
5: this. time? Could you say that one more time? I don't subscribe. Could you, could you, I'm sorry, could you repeat that? Could you repeat that one more time? Uh, I don't know exactly
8: what I said, so would you repeat it for me and I'll follow up.
5: You said you don't subscribe to what people, well, I guess, get yeah, our expectations
8: or what they feel build, get their expectations for you because it's a lot to live up to, especially when that's not how God created you to be. If he wanted you to be that, he would have told you that's the way he wanted you to walk, and you're full of peace in that. But when something quickens and wakens your spirit to say, hey, you know, if you could do this, your life will be this for you. And you should do it. You know, sometimes you have to stand alone. that if this, I've lost, i lost friends with this, And it was crazy. Because I felt like this was a terrible time to continue to lose. But you find where your strength is and you understand that life is evolving. And sometimes people will go away. And you have to prune things and people and relationships and expectations so that you can reach the heights that you're intended to reach.
0: Hmm. You know, Sandy, I yeah. think
10: if I could say one last thing I think there's something I yeah. probably just realized right now After have, uh, being here on air Is um, find someone that you can cry with Find someone mm. to talk to You don't have to be strong I think I was too strong I would think I was too too strong as I went through my journey And I think today I'm just realizing that and I still cry. I still, Like I said, I still cry when I talk about it. I still cry when I think about it, and I think that I was a little too strong. This was nine years ago, October 2nd, and I still cry about it. And so I think that sometimes you, don't, you have to know that you don't have to be strong. It's okay. I mean, I cried and I did it, but I did it by myself, you know, mm-hmm. because I was trying to be strong for others. So I think, I think that you have, to, you have to kind of find a way to find somebody that you can cry with. Find somebody who you can share with and just and make sure that you just know that you don't have to be strong. You don't have to stand in that. It's okay to be weak. It's okay.
8: That's powerful. This, it is is, um, this is the fact. And, you know, what I've learned through my journey is I've learned to live life on my own terms. Like, I, I've learned, like, my life is it's, it's not about pleasing other people. It's about my happiness, my peace of mind, and what's important to me and what I'm getting out of life, what's best for me. Um, I've learned to control the narrative of the a lot of things. You know, the stuff mm-hmm. I can't control, I control, and all the bullshit, I just let it pass me by. I don't worry about it. I don't complain. I don't go back and forth with people. I would drop you in a second; you won't even know mm-hmm. you dropped. And I just keep keep it moving. So that's my happiness. Like my peace of mind has became my everything. Mm-hmm. My happiness has became mm-hmm. my everything. I'm owning everything that I want to own right now in my life mm-hmm. through my walk and my yeah. peace of mind. Peace of mind is priceless. It
5: has no price tag. And I, you know, uh, yeah, yeah, that was the, your peace of mind. I like that. I like that. I like that a lot because I, I say that shit all the time, all the time. I have to stop like, I want to come over. I want to no, I don't want you over here. I don't want to see you like that. What are you doing? Nothing. I'm doing Sandy with Sandy mind of my business your peace of mind it has nothing to do with family, it has nothing to do with expectations or anything and it's like um, I'm playing, what's playing in my head right now is that fairy tale Anita Baker and when you guys all got your diagnosis that diagnosis was for you and you only it wasn't for and then you know, I know, you know, you have a daughter that went through the same thing, but that was her diagnosis. No matter what you could wanted to do, you couldn't do. No matter how much somebody wants to save you, they can't save you. Really. So that's a gut punch of reality. Am I going to live my life to focus on you and your happiness, or am going to do that? For me, and these ladies here, y'all some bad women. Bad, and then y'all look beautiful too. Why I say something I gave her? Wait till this COVID shit is over. Can stop it and get cute, <laughs> <laughs> So, oh my gosh. Okay, so I've been looking at these text messages, and I know. Do you? Uh, do you still have, have blogs? Do you have blogs? That yes, there should be some personal blogs. There should be something you want to give our listeners. We're gonna. Uh, I'm gonna. We're gonna put those stuff on our website so they can go back and listen to the show, of course, and also, you know, have links lined up so they can get the book. So they can access your blog, or so they can find the VENT outlet if they want to join that VENT outlet group. You know, get that stuff over to, to me if you have them up right now. Let our listeners know. Listeners, you want to call in six four six 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 eight two five seven four. All this stuff is going to be on the website. Uh, Got to give us some time. We're gonna have it up by the end of this coming week. That's where we're gonna have it up. So that's wwwd d-hourh network. dot com. Anybody has any links, phone numbers, anything you want to listen to? That's a dead air. Is you know that what dead air is?
8: Yeah, we do. I just don't want to keep talking because I feel like I already take up a lot of space. So <laughs> I I do have a okay. blog. My blog yeah, is okay. it is. I, I can. How do I get you my blog information? Do I, I you want me to just pass it through Keisha so she can get it to you? Yeah, if
5: you want to share
8: it on the air, or do you want to just do it behind? I, I can. It's um. It's Dot wordpress. Dot. pregnant. Pregnant with a side of cancer. Well, pregnant. You said with what a side Thank you. pregnant. Pregnant.
5: Mm-hmm.
8: Pregnant. With a side of cancer. Mm-hmm. That wordpress.com. com.
5: Okay, so um, if you get that link over to Keisha, we're gonna also feature that on the website as well. So to um, get those visitors, you know, they get that traffic rolling. But, you know, I'm a little, you know, i got a little ratchetness in me. We're going to play some music to say radio. I'm Miss Sandy. And I know people get tired of talking, because so you're tired of talking. But this, this song right here is one of the, the little hottest tracks. Either you like it, you don't. Don't be offended. But it's Cardi B. This is that watch. And, you know, my push
8: for is just really acting up today.
4: There we, there we go. Baby, did you just <laughs> say <such laughs> like you had to play? Wow. I said you to 35, free. Seven days a week. You wet-ass pussy. Make that pull-out game. Wee! Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 wet-ass pussy. Blah. up nigga catch a charge it's too so large and it's so hard put this pussy right in your face slap your nose like a credit card hop on top i wanna ride i do a kegel one inside spit in my mouth look in my eyes this pussy is wet come take a dive tie me up like i'm surprised that's role play i wear disguise. i want you to park that big mad truck right in this little garage make it scream make me scream I don't
2: public make a scene i don't cook I don't clean, but let Aye. me tell you, I got Aye. this ring. Gobble me, swallow me, drip down inside of me. Quit yeah. Jump out for you, let it get inside of me. i tell yeah. him where to put it, never tell him where I'm about to be. I'll run down on him for I have a nigga running me. Talk your shit, bite your lip. Ask for a car while you ride that dick. You really ain't never got him fucking for a thing. He already <laughs> made his mind up before he came. Now get your boots. Paying your coat for this wet ass pussy. He bought a phone just for pictures of this wet ass pussy. Pay my tuition just to kiss me on this wet ass pussy. Now make it rain if you wanna see some wet ass pussy. Look, I need a hard hit, I
4: need a deep stroke, I need a handy drink, I need a weed smoke. Not a garden snake, I need a king cobra with a hook in it, hope it lead. Oh, he got some money, then that's where I'm headed. Pussy A1, just like his credit. He got a beard, well, I'm trying to wet it. I let not taste now He diabetic. I don't wanna spit, I wanna go. I wanna to gag. I want to choke. I want you to touch that little dangly thing that's swinging the back of my throat. My head give me fire. Punani the sunny. is going and drying. It's coming outside. Yeah, I run in that thing. I
2: think I spit on his mic and I heat trying on sign me. you I'm a freak bitch. Handcuffs, leashes. Switch my wig. Make him feel like he's cheating. Put him on his knees. Give him something to believe in. Never lost a fight, but I'm looking for a beat. In yeah. the food chain, I'm the one that eats you. If he ate my ass, he's a bottom feeder. Big D stand for big demeanor. I can make you bust before I ever meet, meet you. If it don't hang, then he can't bang. You can't hurt my feelings, but I like if you fuck me and ask who's is it When I ride the dick, I'ma spell my name Ah
4: Yeah, yeah, yeah Yeah, you fucking with some wet ass pussy Bring a bucket and a mop Put this wet ass pussy Give me Everything we got for this wet ass pussy. Now from the top, make a job that's a wet ass pussy. Now get a bucket in a mop that's a wet ass pussy. I'm talking wop, wop, wop that's a wet ass pussy. Macaroni in a pot that's a wet ass pussy. Huh? There's some hoes in this house. 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 There's some holes in this house.
11: that's right, try. right try. how we do yeah hey, nah uh-huh uh-huh with a pop, place yourself as a ride on top Close your eyes as you ride, right out your side. Don't lose mine mind as he grind in the tunnel uh. Wanna give me the cash He made off his last bundle uh. Nasty girl, won't pass me the world Whoa. I push the be, not the backseat
2: girl Don't be broke to see, no, she boat. throw the she wrote and keep the heat close Burn uh. nigga, we post to be the illness on three coats olivia bigger than egos Y'all, Danny DeVito, small niggas All I see is a penny eaters. that's all niggas No shock in this year, raise a bigger uh, 15% make the whole world sit up and take notice. Now uh, I take over, y'all take quotas. Uh, uh, we y'all. We drop hits. and tell me how nasty can you get? All the way from the hood to your neck of the woods is ripped. One thing for sure. Uh, That's right, we drop hits. Tell me how nasty can you get? All the way from the hood to your neck of the woods is ripped. One thing for sure. Uh, Nasty as a wannabe Don't shake your sassy ass in front of me Before I take it dance, tear your back out That shit ain't happened since the map was out uh. oh, Lola for dripped drips and Gabbana Ninety style, refining style Run away for fit, wanna taste the shit? Put me on a basin, throw your face in it Fuck uh-huh. up, nah nah, y'all can't touch her My sick drive all night like a trucker Let alone the skills I possess And, and y'all gon' see by these mills I possess right. Never settle for less, I'm in excess, not in excess. To, to the, the That's just the way I'm built. Nasty, nasty. world class. Oh, we out the ditch, y'all. We drop hits. Now tell me, how nasty can you get? All the way from the hood to your neck of the woods is ripped. One thing for sure. That's right, we drop hits. Tell me, how nasty can you get? All the way from the hood to your neck of the woods is One thing for sure. Hold what I got, mm. uh, roll with the rock. Mm. The fella capo in the candy apple drop. Mm-hmm. Will tears fall in your ears if I don't stop? Can you throw it like a quarterback third in a line no, I get you off like Ziggy with herb in the spot. Word Meddy, the cop in the mm. I'm the bomb, Diggy, pinata, sexy, round thing. Mm. Madonna, make 'em turn over from the full court pressure to undress and shit all over your asses. I ain't playing knock it out at the wins. I'm saying, hey. what's the sense in delaying? We're mm. tryna run G from the P to the A of. And sing, now I'm swaying, okay then. Uh, yeah. uh, uh. We out the gate, y'all. We drop hit. Tell to sure. right. we drop hit. Tell me how nasty can you get? All the way from the hood to your neck of the woods rip One thing for sure.
11: That's right, we drop hits. Tell me how nasty can you get? All the way from the hood to your neck of the woods is One thing for sure. About that time, (laughs) y'all. Rough riders. You know,
7: just long is. Yo, yo, yo. They wanna know.
2: For the gang of trash. Listen, listen now, cause I made a gang of cash.
5: people are going to wonder who that girl we had, the co-authors of 12 Shades of Breast Cancer, Our Story, Our Way, and we didn't have them all on yet, and there's one man we missing, but then we spoke, we spoke to Tanya, Chenette, Freedom, Deshonda, Deshawn, 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 Renee, Kenya, and Lakeisha, and they all gave us a glimpse into their story, and their story is just triumph. Like I, I, I ain't never been this damn beach, and, and that's to say that we, we all got our own journeys and obstacles and everything to go through. But these women here, these damn women here, whew, Good lord, I just, I, I just hope that. Those of you that were able to listen to tonight's show, if you listen listening at a later date, and the women, the co-authors that called in today to share and give us a piece of them, that they continue to do that, do that journey, and um, and live their life, whatever it's supposed to be. Some great jewels of jobs. On tonight's show is, A, you have to take care of yourself, your mental, and your health, and your body. Take yourself to the doctor. Get your annual checkup. Granted, no, these doctors don't know everything. They do not. But when there's something that you feel that's wrong, get an opinion. Get a second, third, fourth opinion. And sometimes you have to treat, teach people how to treat you. And they, I don't give a damn. They got an MD behind their name. You know something's wrong. That something's wrong. Get that looked at. Your your peace of mind is vital. You cannot live your life trying to meet everyone's expectations. Although that's, you know, it's good to see that people look at you and want to hold you to oh, that, but. No, yeah, that's not fair. Everybody has a right. You have a right to be who you are, whatever that looks like. As long as you anyone ain't disrespecting and causing pain and heartache to other people. Don't do that shit. That's drama. We don't do drama, say radio. But if you are that kind of person, call in. We can see where your head is at. And try to get an understanding. Maybe find a better solution. Uh we're gonna put all the all the blogs and all their their website information. Information on our website actually, so it's going to link up. Um, I planted some seeds and um, Keisha said that she was going to maybe start a private group so that way it could be uh, a form of a group of women possibly going, you know, going through the same things, but you need an outlet. You need an outlet where, you know, you probably may not feel you can talk to your family. And you cannot voice your frustrations or whatever that might look like in that moment, in that moment. But you link up to women that, I get it. I get your frustration. I get your pain. And you would say, no, that you don't. Okay, I don't. But I ain't going nowhere. So, you know, that could be a link of a sanctuary for you. And even the family and kids that you feel like, man, I can't feel like I can't voice what I'm going through, cause, cause, I hate it, but it doesn't, it doesn't measure to, well, my mom, you know, went through, or my sister went through, or my daughter went through, or your wife or your girlfriend, you know, it doesn't matter. So you still need an outlet to, ah! you know, you know, make that get your frustrations heard you know I think that's an important thing to create so I'm planting that with the ladies and the co-authors I guess it's remember the man the co-authors of 12 Shades of Grey and we're all in this what you know this world together and not saying that we have the answers because we don't we don't have a blueprint but we can communicate and share what works what doesn't work you know and really try to make the best of what we got and what today is, today's damn gift. Recognize it. <sighs> I so appreciate you guys. Solo, love you, man. Love you, man. Miss TV, please get better. We're um, praying for you. And say, radio listeners, I so appreciate, we so appreciate you guys for um, tuning in. And it might be our network family. I could not do it without you guys. Um, D. Slade, D.P., just everybody, I, 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 that support group is so real. My friendship circle is so real, and I am so very grateful. And we about to end this. This is 9/11, 2020. 19 years ago. We had an attack mm-hmm. on our country. Planes hit hit towers in New York and killed a lot of people. We have a lot more growing to go. So as long as truth is going to be told and shit going to happen, we going to deal with it, learn from it, and keep growing. That's the motto. Stay radio, y'all. Be blessed. Stay safe and have a great weekend. See you next Friday.
6: Yeah. I. Come me your mind, just say it. Play the song over plan. Speaking on the world, speaking on the topics. Y'all better not be flocking, Should know how we rocking If you got any statements, then you better leave a comment. Just say it, just say it, say it. Just say it ready, y'all. Just say it. Just say it to say it. Just say it ready, y'all. Just say it. Just say it to say it. Just say it ready Just say it. Just say it just say it. Just say it ready y'all.